Hey, hi, hello there, and welcome to episode nine of the GVG cast. I am, as always, your host, Ash Paulson, and I am joined by my good friends and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, as well as our superstar art director, Daniel Alba, and we have made it to the end of the week. As always, GVG cast is the perfect way to ring in the arrival of the weekend. We're just going to kick back, talk about some games, and chill in good company. Derek and Daniel, how has your week, or how's your week's been, guys? Uh... Uh, productive. Where I'll go I? with productive. <laughs> I'll take productive. Cool. Cool. This How week, about you, I, Daniel? This week flew right by. I was working on a lot of different things on the side, and uh, yeah, yeah, we've been getting things done over here, having fun. Um, but I know Derek's been working hard on his on his projects right now, and um, I'm glad they're coming along, Derek, because I'm I'm super excited to see what comes from this. Uh, yeah, if I yeah can, man, I'm so excited. I, I've said it a few places, uh, but for those that aren't aware, you might notice I've had difficulty uploading videos in the same vein as John, and um, I do want to fix that. I want to uh, <laughs> make sure I get my output up to uh, at least close to John's. Uh, but this SMT retrospective has taken me a long time. I am, yeah, man. It to to give perspective. It is 42 pages long, which on the best time is on average is about three minutes per page. That is easily over two hours. <laughs> and I am currently approaching the hour mark. But as I hit the hour mark, because you have extra stuff in there to make it nice and fancy and look, look good. Um, it is I'm actually only at page 17. <laughs> Jeez. So I, well, you, oh you got to give yourself a break, man. I mean, this, yeah, maybe your output isn't as frequent as John's right now, but you're working on a freaking 42 page video, man. You're good. You are good. Yeah. So just just to put it out there, uh, that's that's why I am uh, like that. And uh, I, I am really, really working to um, have it ready by the end of April. I, that is a major goal of mine because I don't want to take that long. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be working yeah. on this until May. So I, I fortunately, uh, to go into my process a bit, I have. I've when I finished the script, by the end of it, I was just like, I'm getting the facts on the page. I don't care. Just get them in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now I'm going through. Uh, I go through um, a set of about five or so pages and re-edit them basically make them sound better, flow a bit more, uh, fix any mistakes I might've had, that kind of stuff. And once that's done, I then record them. Uh, a five minutes segment takes about, uh, is about 15 minutes of video, but it takes me about a half hour to record because of flubs, because I can't, I'm not going to be able to perfectly read a script <laughs> right off the right. bat. And then you got to edit the oh, audio boy. and of course then put in the footage. And there are some games in here that don't have a lot of footage. And so, right. Finding oh, yeah. them has been a yeah. uh, th stuff. Uh, and I'm seeing gold member here. Does the SMT retrospective include Tokyo Mirage sessions? Yes. If you oh, ask me to. about an SMT game, as long as it's not a re-release, yes, it's in there. <laughs> nice. It better be. Or no a mobile doubt. game. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt that it's going to be worth the wait. Just give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. Don't even worry about it. You're, you're working on, a, like I said, a 42-page video. You're killing it, man. Yeah. And uh, as proof Future that film. you... As proof that you and we all are killing it, I want to congratulate both of you and the rest of our team who aren't here today on making it to 90,000. We made it to 90,000 subs, 90. I believe, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I it was think early so. yesterday. It's so, crazy. And, uh, or maybe a couple days ago, but yeah. And uh, we're already at 90.2, so our, our growth is continuing unabated. 
and we're closing in, you guys. We're closing in on becoming a six-figure channel. How That's weird. Wild wow. is that? <laughs> That's, that is well, weird. Six figures in terms of subs. I'll, I'll take six figures in terms of earnings oh, and man. ad rev too. Oh, but boy, for now, oh yeah, for now I'll, I'll oh, settle for subs. That does remind me. Uh, if you guys don't mind, mind, I, I, you know, I, did you guys tell the story of why I couldn't be on last week's episode? Uh, yeah, we did a little bit, but not. We didn't go like super in depth. But we told just people the, that you would actually cut your finger pretty badly and even basic. passed out. Yeah, and that you just needed to chill. But uh, by all means, man, go ahead and go so, ahead and tell everyone. You, you might have noticed a HelloFresh ad um, on on John's latest video, and uh, <laughs> it, it, you know I was recording it, uh, but it was happened to be right before GVG Cast because that was just the only time available, and it was kind of rushed. And we have a uh, a mandala, basically a really nice slicer, and I was um, initially making a, a steak meal that they had sent. And getting all that stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm impressed by making steak. That'll really show people that you know, this is a good service. Because I do legit <laughs> like HelloFresh. It's not part of the ad. What I wrote in that is yeah. is true. Um, and so uh, one of Amy's sons doesn't like skin on his potatoes. He doesn't like the skins. And one of them is like fry, making some sort of special fry thing with it. And that made the top of it slick. I am very uh, stubborn with a lot of things. Um Oh, no. And didn't put the protective glove on for the mandala so that in case you slide into it, because it's sharp, it's super sharp. My finger, sli it, it slipped as I was taking it to the next um, section. And uh, I went to grab a hold of it and that put my pinky in front and right in there. And you can, I don't know oh, if it's ugh. easy to. I don't think you can easily see it, but you can see where the V is no. on the finger. Yeah, it's probably too hard. Um, and at first it didn't seem like anything bad. It was like, oh, shoot, cut myself. That's That sucks. I mean, running under with some water. And Amy's like coming over like, no, 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 don't, don't run under water. Get in there and put, get in the bathroom and put some uh, pr pressure on it. Um, by the way, this is not HelloFresh's fault. This is my own dumb fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw that alpha line well, saying, there goes your monetization. <laughs> But yeah, right. apparently no, just I lost enough that I like passed out for like thirty seconds. <laughs> which is Jeez, man, that, that's wild. I I'm just so glad you're I've okay. never passed Between out before. You and Steve, man, yeah, I've never I passed know. out. Has... I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, this and was, uh, on that was... note, it seems like we're. Oh, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, this was like while you were recording the ad, or just, just yeah. Your usual I had the camera oh, okay. on <laughs> and I was recording oh, okay. it. So yeah, everybody, everybody should know Derek will hurt himself for you guys. He almost turned that added from hello fresh to hello flesh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nicely done. Oh, you know, we should make amazing. that a Patreon perk post the raw unedited footage of you oh, almost cutting your own. Oh God. <laughs> gotta, gotta love um, it. Yeah. But it just seems like we're in a constant, like pattern of it's either you or Steve, uh, you know, having some sort of accident or something happening before GVG cast. And speaking of Steve, our good friend, uh, he is not here today. As you can see, uh, he was just really tired. He's been really overworked lately. And he's like, guys, I just, he, I got to rest. And we're like, dude, of course, rest. Yeah. He like, put in some work today on a video that all of you are going to be really excited to see. Yes. It's coming up. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, he helped out uh, John with something in particular that you'll be very excited about. And uh, yeah, we are just like, dude, rest and health are, are most are the most important things here. You know, that's how we roll here at GBG. We're like, we'll be fine. You just go do you get some rest. So we're here with you. And uh, before we get too much further in, though, 
uh, we do have a sponsor for today's episode, and that is, as always, The Game Orb. The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Splatoon 2, Sonic Colors Ultimate, and Super Mario 64 can be seen on the channel, along with others, The Game Orb will also now be adding Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu to the gaming collection. Ooh. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description, and of course, as always, I'm going to post it in the YouTube chat as well. But uh, as, as I always say, we cannot overstate just how much the Game Orb has been supporting us from the very beginning. So please, please go show them some love and uh, subscribe to their channel and check out their awesome content. Absolutely. And I just posted that in the YouTube chat, so please go do that. And uh, in the meantime, uh, what have I been up to this week? God, uh, working, lots of work, mm -hmm. uh, chipping away at Horizon when I can. Um, and getting ready for PAX East. PAX East is next week, you guys, and I'm going to wow, be there. Already. Mm -hmm. um, looking forward to meeting as many of you fine folks there as I can. Uh, and I've been invited onto three separate panels this year. I'm going to be on wow. three different panels. Dang. That's going to be a lot of fun. How did you manage yeah. that? <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's like people like me or something. No, um, my, my good friend, uh, Kat Bailey over at IGN, invited me onto two panels. Uh, first, she invited me onto the Nintendo Voice Chat panel. Oh, uh, which wow. I believe is going to be happening Friday at 1.30 oh. p.m. Uh, Eastern. And we're going to be talking about the Wii U. It's going to be like a Wii U retrospective discussion. Uh, and then she also invited me on to uh, the panel for her podcast with Nadia Oxford, Acts of the Blood God, where we're going to be talking about the current right. state of Final Fantasy. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, then I'm also uh, working with the folks at Wired Productions, who are like an indie game publisher. And they invited me on their panel as well to talk about indie games. So it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, on Thursday, the first day, and it's so I, I wanted to book this for the first day so we could get it up on the channel as soon as possible. But I've got appointments to play Shredder's Revenge and Trek to Yomi. And I'm so excited. That, both, those really, are, those are elements Shredder's that I'm actually uh, really jealous of, like. Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, yeah, one of the first things I'm doing is is uh, playing those two games, and we'll get uh, my coverage up on the channel of those right away. As soon as I'm done, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get it up. And, yeah, I can't wait to oh. play are they, uh, both of them. Are, Obviously, are, Shredder's Revenge especially. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you're allowed to say, but are you allowed direct feed, or is it going to be uh, uh, No camera? direct feed. It's going to be B-roll. Okay. It'll be B-roll. Uh, but at least I get hands-on, you know, hands-on time with both. Okay. So no direct feed, unfortunately. But yeah, I'll take what I can get, right? Yeah, that hey, that works. So. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, unfortunately, um, I will not be here next week uh, for the GVG cast either, as I am going to a wedding for the weekend. So we're gonna head out that Friday. So uh, you will be Ash and Derekless next week. Yes, oh. I won't be on GVG cast either for obvious I will reasons. Run it solo. Yes, yeah. me. Da it is the <laughs> Daniel show. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we'll, figure some, we'll figure something out for that. Um, oh, I'm sure maybe it can be Steve, uh, Brandon, and Daniel. Possibly that could be. Yeah, we'll see. We did. We did talk about the possibility of John being on every tenth episode of GVG well, Cast. I, I think we said every eleventh episode, like every like the oh, story every okay. So it's like number one, number eleven, number twenty-one, that sort of thing. Uh, we should also okay. probably mention that we might be shifting our time for GVG yeah, Cast. Yeah, so there is a possibility we're, we're discussing the possibility of of moving gvg cast to 5 p.m pacific going forward so basically one hour later than our current start time and that's primarily because steve and i with our day jobs more and more we're finding that we can't we're really having trouble being ready by 4 p.m and uh we just need that little bit more time to finish our day job duties so we can be properly ready 
for GVG cast. And I think, uh, Derek, you also mentioned that helps give you more time to click oh, hi to bed, right? Oh yeah. This, it works out for me because I, I don't have to rush through dinner. Um, and I can get, you know, we put Kai to bed around seven thirty, seven fifteen. 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so get him to bed. So Amy doesn't have to worry about it. Bam. It's set to go. Right. So cool. Yeah. So it's not official yet, but it is probably likely to happen. But of course, mm-hmm. you just, know, you'll see a just something to keep an eye out on. Post. And yeah, we'll make sure to yeah. put a YouTube uh, thing on there as well. Just saying, Hey, yeah. it's at this we'll time. Let you know. so. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I believe it was Arcwing24 who said they were able to secure a media badge for PAX East, and and they're going to play TMNT as well. So congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you there. And to those of you asking, yes, there absolutely is going to be a fan meetup. I don't know exactly when yet, but it's more than likely going to be on Saturday just to cast the widest possible net. So I know some people can't go on Thursday and Friday because of work. Uh, so Saturday will be, and Sunday's Easter. And I know that's a thing for some people. So Saturday will most likely be that the is, day of the fan meetup. And that I will is really weird. They account. put PAX East on Easter. Uh, it is right. Actually, yeah, wait, you, you wouldn't. Is, do this I, wait, is, is this weekend Easter? I thought this weekend was it Easter. Is this weekend. Yeah, it's Sunday. Oh, my bad. It, it okay. is this weekend. You it's, threw me okay. off. I'm like, why so, would they schedule like, PAX East on Easter? That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know my religious Easter. holidays at all i don't know <laughs> the dates and then yeah i don't know holidays uh, at all <laughs> for, for me easter is discount candy day like i just wait until the day after easter then just buy a bunch of discount candy <laughs> see, now um, you're talking but, uh, it's valid. exactly right but uh, yeah so it'll be on either saturday or sunday uh the fan meetup but probably saturday so uh keep an eye out for that but i will be tweeting about that both on my personal account and the gvg account and be posting in the server and the announcements so don't worry you, wherever you are, you're likely to see, you know, when this fan meetup is going to happen. Uh, but with that said, we have a couple of super chats already. People, yeah. you all are just so Ooh. incredibly kind and generous. Uh, starting us off is our good friend Jaden Buck with $5. Crazy question Fridays, crazy question number three, four. Again, Jaden, I could have sworn you said you were changing to regular questions. That, but remember, that was I'm April Fool's Day. Oh, it was just April Fool's. Oh. Right, right, okay. Three for um, a loop. All right. What video game controller would you use as a weapon? Man, oh, well, that's, oh, that's like easy. The, that's the easy. The Duke, yeah. The Duke, oh, yeah. That thing is... Got, yeah. yeah, it has to be the Duke. somebody, you're probably going to give them a concussion. Stick it on the end of a broomstick and it's a hammer. Like, it's very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what or do you, you think the hammer the, from Halo got inspired by? <laughs> just take right? the, uh, the uh, prototype PS3 controller, use it as, as a boomerang, as, as its intended yeah. purpose was. I was going to say, actually, yeah, a boomerang controller, the PS3 boomerang controller would also be a good a good pick because it, uh, you know, you, you get, uh, you know, you hit once on the way there Ooh. and on the way back. But I still think it's got to be the Duke. Den of Jake McJeans has a pretty good um, contender in there in the, in the patron chat. The Chainsaw GameCube controller for Resident Evil 4. Oh, my God, that thing. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, if, okay, if we're like, if we're opening the door to, to like special control i know where you're going it's gotta be this the steel battalion control right, right? but yeah, that's it's, it's also that. so unwieldy that it might be a little too i mean i guess you unless you wear like one of those uh star trek weapons the what is it this klingon whatever things <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it might you're right it might be a little bit unwieldy but if I you mean, can manage to to chuck it at somebody that would probably do a little bit more damage than the oh the yeah doobie. Speaking of Chuck, you could. I would also just take the Wii Remote and Nunchuck and just choke out my opponent. 
<laughs> they they reach That's for the so they, dark, they, they yeah. reach for the button that releases it like as they're choking like where is it I gotta... <laughs> yeah oh, oh Azran says the, the the DK bongos. Nice. Uh, I mean, nice. that's what DK oh, did also, in Smash, so there you go. That's yeah. True. Uh, Picture Panda Otter says, heading off, guys. I don't feel good emotionally. We'll just know that we love you and hope you yeah, have a take great care. rest of your night. And have yeah, a great have weekend, a and we'll see you next time, man. Uh, also, I do want to, to uh, congratulate our community member, Cheeto Cobra, who just got a new job. Congratulations. Hey, hey, hey. Awesome. Congrats. That is awesome. Yeah, congratulations. That's always an incredible feeling, and uh, that's a huge achievement. So hats off to you, my friend. Uh, or proverbial hat. I don't have a hat on, but you know what I mean. Uh, all right. Next up is $50. Wow. From Aramis Baramis. Thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, saying, hello, everyone. Hope your weeks went well. Here to show some support. Keep it up. Well, your, your support is well, so you. much appreciated. Thank you so much. We will keep it up. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. and uh, But we couldn't do it without all of you and, and your generous support. So, Aramis, thank you so much. Uh, and then uh, last super chat from now from Brady Hakes uh, with $10. Thank you very much. Also, I don't recognize your name, Brady. It's always nice to see new people in chat. Uh, Derek, whenever you get around to covering Dandara, I highly recommend trying out the mobile version since the controls were literally made with touchscreens in mind and legit have good game feel. Is that is the touchscreen available on Switch? Because I really don't play, like playing on mobile. <laughs> I know, right? That's the thing. And and I actually uh, reviewed this game back at GX. Yeah, I, I remember that. Switch. Yeah, I reviewed it, and I quite liked it. It's it's a little bit unwieldy, and you have to kind of wrap your head around it at first, but once you get into a groove with it, it's a lot of fun, and it's very unique among Metroidvanias. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about that, uh, Derek, when you get around to playing it. Also, it, it's on my list. the Calabunga collection <laughs> comes... I, right. No, I didn't. That's a long list. Mm. And also when the Calabunga collection comes out, I can't wait to hear oh. your thoughts eventually on Mutant Rescue. Uh, the again, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. I had no idea TMNT had a Metroidvania. That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it's a little, you, you start off as Michelangelo and you have to rescue the other turtles. And each turtle has one specific ability they can do that let you that lets you traverse more of the map, essentially. So it's wow. it's a cool game. I liked it. It's a little hard, I think, but it's, it's a cool game. I mean, there's some hard um, TMNT games out there. That's well, that is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we do have a little bit of news to talk about this week. There hasn't been like a ton of crazy things going on, except for one thing in particular, something that is so near and dear to my heart. And you know where I'm going with this. Kingdom Hearts 4 has been announced, y'all. And uh, it, in, the, in the week since that has been announced, uh, Nomura has provided some additional details about what's going on. Um, why Sora looks the way he does, talking about Quadratum a little bit. I was right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is, and this is funny, because I actually just got to talk about Kingdom Hearts 4 for a couple hours yesterday on Axe the Blood God, the uh, Cat and Nadia's podcast. They invited me on to talk about Kingdom Hearts 4. And uh, one of the things that I mentioned in that discussion was I, I had speculated that Quadratum might similarly see the world that Sora and his friends come from as fictitious to them. And Nomura confirms that in this interview uh, following the game's announcement, um, saying one of the central story ideas will be exploring how Sora's home realm is fictitious to, to Quadratum natives and vice versa. So this is going to be wild, you guys. And I'm just so excited that we're already here with Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, now, Derek, you I, you already did a video on Kingdom Hearts for for us on the channel, mm -hmm. but uh, so D uh, Daniel, I want to start with you. How are you feeling, man, about Kingdom Hearts four and and what we've seen of it so far and the direction it's going in? 
I, I'm just surprised that we saw it as early as we did. And in, in, in retrospect, I feel like we should have expected it to show up on this event. Uh, but it wasn't until I saw that, that key art that had the hidden panel. And I was like, oh, all the Soras are holding their fingers up. And they're just going to yeah. throw Kingdom Hearts 4 Sora, aren't they, with this, with the, whatever costume they have for that. But Sure enough. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That is just so wild to see just the series progressing as fast as it is now because i mean the, it feel, it doesn't feel real the time between two and three it just doesn't feel the same as <laughs> no, a momentous occasion as between three and four yeah we've only had one in between game in that time and um just oh my god it looks amazing like i know we're going more towards like the the realism anime style that like final fantasy 7 remake and like final fantasy 15 have been doing but oh there's so much to like pull apart from this like they have Oh my God, Strelitzia is in is in the scene. Like I swear, not right. I, you can tell who the real Kingdom Hearts fans if they knew who Strelitzia was beforehand because she's been I, a character for several years now. I was aware of her. I just, I just didn't really I, uh, to a point. I didn't know her full uh -huh. purpose, but yeah, right. Yeah, that's a yeah. crazy thing. Like if if you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan and you don't know about like the mobile mobile game stories like Union Cross and and uh, and Unchained Key. You need to yeah, do yourself so a favor. I'm going to do a little recommendation here because this is because, what was recommended to oh, me. Yeah, the video, the and they did a right. very good world. job. We find ourselves oh, in an... I got, there we go. Just, uh, <laughs> that summarization, right? Yeah. Yeah. I still need to watch lot. that too. There is... Have you watched it yet? Uh, uh, well, did you keep up with it, Daniel, or did you just watch it? Um, After our discussion that we'd had, I, I just looked it up out of curiosity, and that was one of the oh. videos that showed up. I saw... a um. There was yeah, I think that was the one that I saw, and just the sheer amount of how how they pretty much connect something from every single Kingdom Hearts game into the the lore of uh of the Union Cross the whole little arc, mm. like I love that every little thing like of like character origin stories and and where certain things come from and and the the whole oh, process my... of time travel. There and, is certain like, origins in here. I my jaw dropped. Like like it's just a summary. And my jaw just still like what they did that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, even like I can't wait things, to watch this little little things like how Maleficent came back in Kingdom Hearts two. It's canonically explained. Yeah, in this whole backstory. I'm just like that's wild. Okay. Me? They ex yeah, they explain and... that you get to see the origin of uh, Mar Marluxia and Larxene. Right. Um, even nice. even some you know, there's even more about Ventus in there in two as well. And and you look back and you're like, how did yeah? How is Ventus getting man? more details? Th thanks to this, and then you get it and it yeah. makes sense. But there is again, there is one character towards the end of Union Cross's story that just blew my mind. I'm like, no way. I can't wait to watch this, Would you guys. Never and, and that alpha line in our patron chat says, no spoilers from me, but you'll really never look at the Dream Eaters the same again, which I don't know what that means. But yeah, uh, well. I mean, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, Dream Eaters are just cute. So I can't, you know, I need to find out <laughs> what you're talking about here. But yeah, this is the one blind spot in my, you know, I'm obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. I love the lore, uh, most of it anyway. But this has been, you know, I watched back cover, but that's really all I know. That is uh, such a you know, small a portion. Yeah. It's a small piece, I know. So I need I, to make time to watch this video. I feel like we'll have to talk about it after you watch that because there's a lot to take in for, for I, the love yeah. I mean, sake. The, another thing recommended to me was like an 11-hour compilation of all the cutscenes. And i got to be, right. be honest, I'm kind of <laughs> tempted. Now, that does include I'm, all the um, 
Disney stuff as well, which for the most part they can skip. Honestly, there is uh, something in there that I'm kind of jealous of. Union Cross got uh, Wreck-It Ralph as a world. I never knew that. It did. I didn't know that. Until yeah, I heard about that actually. That's not fair. That's that's actually a world I'd oh, like to see. In also, four to be honest. Good integration. Good integration to the story in the same way Tron. Yeah, with the whole glitchiness yeah. of things. Yeah, I won't explain why, oh, but cool. but it, it does integrate well as far as the story. Like they they they've been doing they've been better at that in recent Kingdom Hearts games. But yeah, yeah, there's. We're, we've gone on to the whole. We're I talking more wait. about Union Cross's story than Kingdom Hearts Four, but but it's so important now. It is. We want to because Trilogy is there. Yeah. Well, and so much of Kingdom Hearts Three was, and, and that was one of my criticisms of it. One, so much of Kingdom Hearts Three was just set up for other games in the future with you know the black box, the mysterious box, and mm-hmm. Maleficent and Pete going after that, and they yeah. don't even find it. And then it's like, you know, so so much of Kingdom Hearts Three is set up for future games, and now we're finally kind of getting closer to those future games and getting some more context. And uh, yeah, I, I certainly know who Strelitzia is because I've done targeted research on certain elements of the Union Cross lore, but mm-hmm. I don't know okay. the whole story. And I need to, like, I, I know, uh, for example, as well, that uh, a secret message that uh, Nomura had hidden in the Kingdom Hearts 4 announcement was recently decoded by a fan and apparently it reveals the narrator... This of both the Kingdom Hearts 4 and Missing Link trailers is a character named Sigurd, who I don't know anything oh. about yet. Do, oh. Yeah, I do don't I, know why that's... Wait, I have no I idea that? why that's relevant. Should I know Sigurd, that one? Sigurd was mentioned in the, very briefly in that video, Derek. Very briefly. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, I, I don't even know why do, why he's relevant or they are relevant, but do you remember, I'm looking do, forward to finding out. Do you, do you remember somebody that gave back a character's hat? Oh! What? That was that was Sigurd. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize they were they were hooded at the time. They have yeah, they're they're they can't see their face, but yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me with this connection. Is that is really I can't. Insane. There is <laughs> I can't okay. wait to watch this video. You you, you have you, you, you really have and they better do something to connect this because my god, it really does feel like Union Cross is um just absolutely required. It's <laughs> Yeah. become one of the most important lore dumps that you need to to be familiar with going into four i think and oh my god yeah that's wild man wow. and and it's funny because we we still don't really know how yozora figures into all this he was such a big you know part yeah. of kingdom hearts 3 remind oh my god this new character but then he's nowhere to be seen in in the mm-hmm. kingdom hearts 4 announcement trailer and uh i'm but as I as I said, I've said this before, and I said this on Twitter. My favorite thing about this so far, from what we know so far, is that this is still Sora's story. He's still the focus. They're not sidelining the main character like they do in some other series for the rival character or for whomever. Like it's still Sora. We're not I, getting. It's not Yozora. It's not Riku. It is I firmly still, focused on my boy, and I, I love that. I still like my idea of uh, Sora doing his own thing in Quadratum and sticking mainly to Quadratum. But it's Kyrie and Kyrie, Kyrie, Donald, and Goofy going around to the other worlds and trying to get, find the way to Sora. Right. Yeah. No. This, if there were any York. other playable character, I would want it to be Kyrie because she she needs deserves it. so much better than she's gotten, except in Remind. She finally got some cool things to do in Remind, but that Remind lasted for all of an hour. So it, yeah, Kyrie needs either her own game or needs to be a full playable character in this yeah. game. She's like the only one I think I would want if it was anything. They're 
they're almost entirely setting that up from the end scenes of uh, Melody of Memory, especially when you consider she's training with with Aqua as well. Mm -hmm. Like like that's right. I feel like that's going to lead to something. And I, I, hope know, so because... I, I would not mind if four was set up like Birth by Sleep, where Sora, Kairi and Riku all have their own mini stories that come together Fair at enough. the end. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Um, and Juan Delgado makes a good point in our in our live audience chat, saying the reason why they're making Kingdom Hearts four instead of instead of a Varum Rex game is because Nomura thought that Sora that fans would be worried more about what's happening to Sora. They they would be concerned primarily about you know what happened to him. And guess what? He's right. At yeah. least according we to are fan, totally he's right. getting a Varum Rex <laughs> spinoff <laughs> at some point. Yeah, but I am glad that we're getting Kingdom Hearts four with Sora before a spinoff because I. Kingdom Hearts 3's ending just wrecked me, and I need to know what's happened to my boy. Um, but they do make it pretty clear from the trailer that, you know, that Strelitzia talks about how, yeah, this is a beautiful world full of life, but for people like you and me, it's more of an afterlife. So, you know, they're definitely still rolling with, you know, this being an afterlife or purgatory, I guess, of sorts mm -hmm. for Sora. And uh, Nomura also did confirm that the way he looks the way he does is because he's in Quadratum that we shouldn't necessarily expect him to look like that in any other world. That makes sense. Uh, and I, and yeah. Yeah. And the, the reason honestly, he included honestly, that I'd in really the love the movie is to show that. Yeah. I honestly, I really love that they went wild with each world he goes to really matches the style of that world. Yeah. We might, it just kind of makes might. me hope that. Oh, good. Oh no. I'm just saying that all the clues leading to that. We might have a star Wars world in the makes as well. Oh yeah. Right. Like that, we might. Lightsaber keyblade. That they showed yeah finally <laughs> right but I, I i do hope that donald and goofy don't ever go to quadratum because if that if, if they do that means we're getting realistic donald <laughs> Real and realistic goofy and i don't know if i want to see you that it would be even better if weird. they were just like in mascot costumes from disneyland oh my god <laughs> that would be incredible um let's see a couple of other things uh from this interview with nomura just adding a few a little bit more context to everything Sora's apartment is actually located in Aoyama, Tokyo, and it's going to act as the base or his hub area uh, for the early parts of the game. So Sora, that'll be Sora's base, home base. Uh, but it is actually, and I think someone's actually found the apartment it's it's modeled on in real life Tokyo, right. which is why. Which apparently, um, I again, I watched this, Demo, I think it's Deimos's, um, who did the summary. I, he also did a kind of a, his own analysis of Kingdom Hearts 4 and went into it since he knows the lore way better. That apartment is the same one that um, the Master of Masters is standing on at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, where he what? puts his heart over, over the moon. I hadn't oh heard God. that. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, wow. I so, hope they don't do something like like Sora, future Sora is the Master of Masters or some shit. I hope they don't go in that direction. But I've... that's wild, though. That Oh, man. It's, <laughs> Nomura's playing 40 chess with us, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Also, this is a bit of a bit of a blow uh, for World Ends With You fans, but unfortunately, Quadratum is entirely unrelated to the World Ends With, Ends with You's version yeah. of Shibuya. Which everybody's calling There's him out no on because connection. they got the whole quote from Neku is like, see, in your see you in Shibuya. I know. That would have been <laughs> right. so cool to look back on Dream Drop Distance and think, oh man, they were setting that up all this time later, mm, even if it wasn't wrong. intentional. Yeah. I just wish they would have done that. That's such a shame. Um but yeah, so it's not related to Shibuya and the world ends with you. Uh, no connections whatsoever. Uh, and it's a new world unrelated to any we've seen before. So makes we'll sense. See what that means also exciting on the gameplay side. Reaction commands are returning. Hell yeah. I yes. missed those in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, 3. They were fun. They were great. So 
yeah. combining so everything, getting the flow back. motion, the reaction commands. We got that new chain whip, which oh, that's um, cool. It's so a, cool. Another thing I saw on Twitter that uh, people noticed, um, you know the, you know Sora's you know whole whip thing with the uh, keyblade yeah. chain out now. People realize that's the same sound effect that um, Xehanort had during this boss fight when he whipped around. He what? learned it from Xehanort, oh, really? that new technique. What? Oh from that God. fight. I... Yeah. From that fight with Xehanort, he has the, it's the exact same sound effect. He learned it from fighting Xehanort. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so wow. cool. I love this series, man. I just love this, this series. This yeah. is why I don't analyze it. I I love this series. I do not know it as well as some other people. And I can't. I can't. I. It is oh, opening so me up to like, how'd you miss this? How'd you miss this? I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm... I'm, I just love this series so much. Unfortunately, I don't, you know, I, it is in very early development. I don't think we should expect this until maybe 2024 at the earliest, maybe. The earliest. I said 2023 like, because they were showing it, but I was like I hopeful, so. but I, I'm probably wrong, but I'm hopeful. I guess it kind of depends on how much, A, how much asset reuse they're able to do from Kingdom Hearts 3, and well, B, if they are able, I, I, from they, what I understand, they've, what we saw is running on Unreal Engine 4, but they're shifting development to Unreal Engine 5. And I, which hear, could, it's, I hear it's actually yeah. pr- relatively easy to shift from four to five. That's what I've heard as well. Uh-huh. Where I'm not a developer. I don't I, know yeah, if that's I'm, true, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> um, so I guess depending on those two factors, maybe it'll it'll cruise through development faster than we think. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's still a little while yet, for sure. It's not going to oh, be yeah. here for a while, but... Uh, and this is also the beginning of a new arc, uh, the Lost Master arc. And the reason the logo looks different, Nomura said, is because it's emblematic of the fact that we're oh, in a new story. It's, it's arc. a better logo. Oh, thank goodness. It, uh, oh god, the first logo. I think the only one that was super readable was like the first game because there wasn't it wasn't a pile of strokes and gradients just covering up in a mess. Uh, <laughs> like this one, yeah. you can actually read the yeah. letters. I think all all I would do was probably just add the add some color to four because I see some people thinking it says Kingdom Hearts three. So if you just add maybe like a, a red tint to it or something, then you can not be completely monochrome. But mm-hmm. that's my designer talking. Uh, so. yeah, they, <laughs> nice. Notably, they did keep the same font for uh, Missing Link, which dang it, another mobile game. <laughs> uh, yeah, another one. Go again. Which, eh, okay. Looks, I mean, it it's probably nothing really important to the lore. Oh, it definitely yeah, will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. If, like if, that game at, at least looks the most Kingdom Hearts of any mobile game that I've seen that we've seen so far. True. I how it plays. I forget what the it's been, I haven't actively looked at that um trailer too much. Is the character in that uh what do they look like? <laughs> I'm uh, not entirely sure. They they look I, a little I, bit I, generic to me. Like just kind of it just kind of looked like a generic. I could have sworn Bring was in style that. character. Maybe I'm I'm but, looking through yeah. it now. I okay, we have this white, character in white and a hat. Um, the hat. Oh, and it oh it does show that one thing now. There's a scene now. I'm looking at it right now. It's like oh, straight out of Union Cross. I get that now. I know where this is. Okay, I have to watch this okay. video. Um, God, <laughs> I have okay. to watch this video. So basically, yeah. it basically brain is there. I th- honestly, it's either Brain or Sigurd. I th- okay. I think so, or related to that. So oh. it's in that timeline, which because he's got the black hat and feather. So I'm just like, yeah. it has to be. But I think your player character is just like an avatar of you, correct? I, I don't think, think so. it's like a, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's like a I haven't seen them anywhere else. So they, they, it's the same character the entire time, and they do show Brain at the end. 
I didn't know who that character was the first time. And yeah, so, so I need to go back and okay. watch the missing link trailer I, I after think, watching this video. Yeah, I think yeah, missing much. link is going to explain all the lingering questions to the storyline of Union Cross. I think that's what it's that's like, going to do. All the mobile still, games have their own arc. I know. The fact what that there's the still lingering questions is ridiculous, but that's this is this is Kingdom Hearts. So I mean, some might be answered yeah. later. Others might be answered in four. Right. Who knows? <laughs> Now, do, do you guys think that uh, that shot that people saw in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer and said, oh, my God, that's indoor. Is that a, is that an ATAT or an AT-AT or however you say it? And the, do you think that's what it is? Like, are we getting Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts 4? How do you guys feel? about? Oh, this? I totally feel it, they're totally doing it. The, the shots I are think so, so in line. It I have a feeling they are. Endor. The only thing that throws me for yeah. a loop is that they're starting with Endor. Like you would have thought they would have started with, you know, that, that's right. that's Return of the Jedi. You think they'd start with. Um, new uh, New Hope. Oh, th- thank you, Mido Green and Moon Rota. ATST. I, as you can tell, I'm a casual Star Wars fan. <laughs> I've seen all the movies, but I don't like. I'm not. I don't really dig into mm. the Star Wars lore. Oh man, Vader um, super you know, boss. That, that <laughs> I know, oh, right? God. Well, and that actually leads to, to another question: If Star Wars is in Kingdom Hearts Four, and I agree that it will be, which trilogy is it going to be based on? I'm guessing probably movie. I'm guessing probably Return of the Jedi. Maybe, but I don't think it's going to be the new trilogy. I don't think so. Maybe, but I feel like they're going to go with what is safe and what they know people love. And that's, you know, the Luke Skywalker trilogy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, This opens the doors for so many things. Like, if we're getting Star Wars, are we also going to see Marvel (laughs) in some capacity? Yeah, that's what Stag Nasty just asked. I, I could see Marvel be in there, but it can't be New York because it's just so similar to Quadratum. So what other yeah, location so would they do for Spider Man? Yeah. So what? Yeah. What? I mean, thing, maybe yeah. Asgard? Huh? Because oh yeah, cause I guess they could do Asgard. Because originally yeah. I considered like, what if they did the first Avengers movie and just had instead of aliens, it's Heartless descending onto New York. Oh, and, that'd be and, cool. Like, <laughs> that I was would thinking be before they did this, but I'm just like, oh man, what are they gonna do if it, if it looks too much like Quadratum? Because that would be perfect. Because they just actually incorporate multiple heroes and mm. oh. I'm not going to lie, like, even if even if New York would look too visually similar to Quadratum, ha- getting to fight alongside Spider-Man would be so cool. Like, come <laughs> on. That would they be amazing. around all and, together with the chain yeah. whip and swoops with web slinging. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. And I also love, uh, oh, that's a great one, Juan Delgado, Wakanda. Wakanda, they could go to Wakanda yeah. and fight alongside Black Panther and Shuri. That would be so cool. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's so much cool stuff they could do. Stag Nasty says Guardians of the Galaxy. That also would be true. amazing. Yeah. God, that would be cool. Um, I don't know if, if they'll do Marvel. I, I feel more sure about Star Wars, about that actually being an oh, intentional yeah. tease. That's... But hopefully hopefully Marvel does. Maybe something will happen with it. Um, okay, before we move on, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you both. If you could have one Disney franchise or Disney movie uh, to, you could choose to be in Kingdom Hearts 4, what would it be? And if you don't have an answer right now, I can go I, ahead and give mine. I so think I, I got mine. I mentioned it before. It's the one that just comes right to okay. my uh, right to mind as soon as I um, saw this and maybe getting the theme. Oh, and sorry, I, Pixar counts too. Disney or Pixar? Well, that's good because I'm I'm saying Coco okay. because Kingdom Hearts okay. Four in oh, yeah. an afterlife setting with oh, all the skeletons uh-huh. and that beautiful backdrop. Holy crap! Coco would look so yeah. freaking gorgeous in that game. It's so thematic that too. Yeah, as you mentioned, the whole like yeah. crossing worlds from life and death that could yeah. easily Afterlife. cross into that as well. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? 
I was I was I was thinking Coco, but <laughs> now we Sorry. got it all covered. Uh, think what, what's yours, Ash? I'm gonna try and think of one real quick. So mine is one that I've actually wanted for quite a while, and I was disappointed it didn't make it into Kingdom Hearts three, and that is the Incredibles. I think oh, that yeah. world oh. is just perfect for Kingdom Hearts. I want to fight alongside the, every member of the family. The problem like, is, if you have Incredibles, do you also have Marvel? I, you're right. I mean, yeah. you might not be able to have both. Uh, I would be perfectly fine trading Marvel for the Incredibles, though. That's my one of my favorite Pixar movies. And I just think all the cool stuff all the different members of the family can do could just make for such fun gameplay stuff in Kingdom Hearts 4. So I don't know if they'll do it, but uh, yeah, The Incredibles mm -hmm. is what I'd like to see. Big Hero 6 mm -hmm. is already a Marvel property, Brandon, but it's it's so different from its original comic book creation. It was treated more of as more as like a disney film so it kind mm -hmm. of fits but it also kind of doesn't it's not the mcu for example yeah right that's true all, all right man. daniel so what about you man <laughs> um you know ah uh, i was Ooh, gonna I, I, another one that i was thinking of saying but is actually already implemented is uh is director ralph because that's actually already in uh the the union cross games yeah as an explorable world so i, I you mentioned like the, yeah. the whole i would love that in Florida, was there. i would love that mm -hmm. yeah um because that's Kind of another another aspect of crossing from one world to another. So, uh, right. Brian Carmargo says Wally. -E. Uh, Watcher says Moana. Moana should Moana was great. I, as long as they do it better than the Frozen World in Kingdom Hearts three, because that was easily the low point of that game. Just just make it the and, realm of monsters and have fight Tamatoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I mean, there's just so there's so many directions we could go, and it's so fun to speculate. But you know, we do actually have a few other things to talk about today. Uh, we yeah. still have patron topics to discuss, so we don't I want to go keep too going, long. But I know we, I know we got to move on. So we'll be talking plenty more about Kingdom Hearts Four in the months to come. I know we will. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and read out a few more super chats, and then talk about our other main news story of the day. Uh, first up, Lizard81288 with $5. Thank you, saying IGN tweeted out that they pay freelancers $20 per article. What do you think about this? It's better than getting paid in exposure, but is that comparable? Depends on the article. I, yeah, I think it depends on the article because like, articles can be any yeah, different length. I think right? these are news articles, correct? Think about, uh, your, that's what I think about your typical news article. That's what, maybe 500 words? That's pretty good. I think that seems... You know, it seems seems decent. Yeah, I mean, I it, we we don't know enough of the details, I yeah. guess, in the context to know. Uh -huh. uh, one thing I do know for sure, though, is that people have been harassing people like my friend Cat uh, over stuff like this, and it's not her fault. It's not yeah. the it's not the writer's fault. Yeah. It's the shoot brass. the messenger. The <laughs> yeah, like like that is the what fact I'm so that they're being okay so up. The fact that you're getting numbers at all is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it does not. Um, I, I do think on the face of it, with no additional context, I, it should probably be more. But it is still better than being paid in exposure. And I hate that nonsense. Oh, you're getting paid in exposure. OK, great. But exposure doesn't pay the bills, man. Like, right. I, I can't stand that stuff. Um, it probably should be more per article. But without having the full context I, of, of everything, I can't really say for sure. I mean, I don't All know, I know how for much sure is stop harassing people. Yeah. God. Without the context, but I, I could maybe say, hey, this news bit of news, because I, I just think back to my news updates on GX. That took me, what, 15 minutes to pop out <laughs> at most. It's just like, here's the news. Yeah. All right, let me do, recontextualize and get that out there. Bam. 20 bucks for, what, an hour of work? That's good pay. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's hard to say from the outside looking in what the right price point is, but it's just, you know, mm-hmm. people just got to stop harassing the the rank and file journalists over what they see as unfair pr- pricing. It's not their fault. It's mm. this comes from the top. So yeah. it is what it is. But it's an interesting topic. Thank you, uh, Lizard, for that. Yeah, uh, you. Next up is Scare the Dragon with two dollars. Thank you. Oh, are you Sonic and Mega Man five thirty one? Because you have a classic matchup for us. Uh, Solaris from Sonic 06 versus the Time Eater from Sonic Generations. You choose. I'm going with Solaris. The Time Eater is kind of a lame villain, personally. Um, I, I mean, I don't know which one is actually stronger. But I mean, Solaris causes like the apocalypse, so... But yeah. Time Eater caused the apocalypse? I don't know. <laughs> they both, like, they like both two time caused apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're probably pretty comparable in terms of raw power, but I just think I'm biased towards Solaris, even though Sonic 06 is obviously the worst game Solaris looks cooler. It's got a cooler theme song. It's a cooler fight. I was really let, as much as I love Generations, I was really let down by the final battle. I, I'm so upset that that thing kept me from my platinum. I could not, I just couldn't oh. do it. Got every other yeah. trophy in that game. I couldn't get that freaking no hit run on the final boss. Screw that. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Solaris. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is our good friend Titus Malvolio with $5. Thank you very much. Saying, did Kingdom Hearts 4 get announced last weekend or was that a fever dream? Well, unless Both. the discussion <laughs> we just had was also a fever dream, it did indeed get announced. And it's so funny, too, because I was staying up late that night waiting for any news, any news at all. Right. And I fell asleep like half an hour before Kingdom Hearts 4 was revealed. And so I woke up to all these tweets like, oh my God, why hasn't Ash talked about this yet? Is he okay? Someone check on him. Like, why hasn't he said anything (laughs) about this yet? Yeah. And I fell asleep like 30 minutes beforehand. I was kind of thinking that myself because I like, I I was just up working on something really late. And then I saw this was like, just dropped out of nowhere. And there was just the series Mm -hmm. of three trailers. And I was just like, oh my God. This is actually happening, and no one in, in our in our crew chat is talking about it because everyone's just asleep. Yeah. I was asleep, so yeah, exactly. I woke up, saw all this, and like, oh crap! And you know, we got the finale of Dark Road coming. We got this missing link, and four. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is Stacy UK nineteen eighty two with ten pounds. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who go between Nintendo Switch and PC, how do you deal with A and B and X and Y swapping places? I've been dealing with this for over 20 years and haven't found a solution that I like. You know, I I don't switch between uh, Switch and PC because I don't really play PC games much, but I do switch between Switch and Xbox, and that's the same issue. And I have to say, I'm all, I am consistently stymied by the reverse locations on the Xbox controller. It does, it trips me up, and I haven't really found a way to get past that honestly what about you guys i'll find out soon but i i can go between the ps uh the playstation playstation controller and the switch controller no problem i don't have an xbox so i i don't know i know when i play a few times on pc it's kind of trips me up but i i i don't know i just muscle memory build builds in Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so yeah i mean I heard some people they would just like remap it just because it makes more sense to them if if they can. But otherwise, um, I, I it's just something I kind of just got used to. Um, just the button sure. locations for for all these. And I also don't really play PC or Xbox as much. So I guess it doesn't affect me as right. much as it does for some people. But um, 
it's more like just for as long as I play games, I just kind of learn it really quickly as we as we play through any kind of game because it's just I don't know, it's just the way it's set up to be. And um, yeah, I mean, sure. What else can I say? <laughs> I will say it has gotten a bit easier for me since I've been playing more of uh, well our our amazing. A community member Becca's Series S and then my own Series X. I've been getting more used to it in the Switch A, B, and X, Y, so I'm getting better with it, but it still is kind of a thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not playing on a, on a Nintendo controller or a PlayStation controller. This is a bit, you know, it's, it's just, it's something I'm not as used to having primarily played Nintendo and PlayStation platforms for most of my life, mm-hmm. but, and, and only really playing Xbox 360 hardcore when it comes to Xbox systems. So I'll get there, though. I'll get there. Uh, okay, last super chat for now. Uh, PK Deluxe with five dollars. Thank you. Greetings, all. Gonna finally give Sonic Two a watch tomorrow. Just wanted to share the excitement. Nice. Hell yeah, man! You're gonna awesome. have a great time. No spoilers. Would dream of spoiling you. Just go in and have a blast. You're gonna love it. I'm sure you will. So uh, I favorite, hope you enjoy my, the movie. My favorite part was was when Big the Cat impaled Eggman with his fishing rod. Oh, uh, that was really I didn't see that scene. coming. That was that was wild, <laughs> that was, right? That was insane. So brutal, right? Yeah. Really, really <laughs> oh, right. advanced his character arc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The weird um, thing is when he pulled right. um, Froggy out of Eggman's chest. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an episode of Alien. <laughs> Or when we found out that, that Elise is actually Knuckles' mom. How did that happen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right? That's Went really some weird direction. really think about that. Yeah. Um, before I move on, just really quick, I want to uh, give a quick, you know, shout out, rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried, who did play Yago in Kingdom Hearts. He passed away yeah. earlier this week. So that rest in peace. Sucks. Thank you. Just out of nowhere. It sucks. Such a incredibly talented voice. guy. Yeah. Recognize that voice. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I used so him really, in a video really because of the you fool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we have uh, our other main news topic to to chat about for a little bit here, and uh, that is that Bandai Namco are developing a remaster or or a remake. We're not sure which of a Nintendo 3D action games, according to uh, job listings that are uh, kind of detailed on Resetera. Uh, or reset era, however you want to say it. Um, so there is a job listing for a planner of a 3D action game project contracted by Nintendo. And then another listing appeared for a visual artist for the same contracted 3D action game. And then another listing that clarified this game as a remaster or remake working on the HD remastering of 3D backgrounds. So of course, this has led to rampant speculation this week about what exactly this game could be. And... Uh, I made the thumb for today's GVG cast. I make most of the GVG cast thumbs, so I inserted my bias. I'm just going to come out and write and say it. I hope it's Kid Icarus Uprising. I don't think it is. I'm, I don't dare to hope for that, but... I mean... God, I wanted to. Bandai Namco and... has worked quite a bit with with uh, Sora, so... Nintendo. Yeah. And there's, so so I, there's that yeah. aspect. I mean, I think the likely candidates are Kid Icarus or Star Fox. Yeah, and, and that's why I put Fox on there, too. And actually, uh, my, my friend Kat, when I was on Acts of the Blood God yesterday, we talked about this, and she put forward Star Fox Assault. She was like, I think Star Fox Assault has always been a little bit underrated. Let's, I, wanted, I want it to be Star Fox Assault. So, but that's what I see in general, either Kid Icarus or Star Fox something. And, I, I God, I, right I want to believe it's Kid Icarus, but, you know, Sakurai has gone on record saying that he just has no interest in remaking it, that it's just not 
a priority for him. He doesn't have to be involved. Oh, no, he doesn't. But <laughs> no. So maybe that's what it is. Um, I'm seeing a few. Uh, let's see. Where'd it go? Uh, ToonJ723 in our live audience patron chat says Metroid Samus Returns, which I like that idea, but it is a 3D action game specifically. So oh, that's why we're getting a remake of uh, Other M. Oh, God. That's what Dad Alpha uh, Lion yes. said. Metroid Other M HD. Can you imagine <laughs> if that's what it ended up being? Oh, my God. Um, uh. Yeah, so that's I, I keep seeing Star Fox and Kid Icarus mostly uh, in both our chat and just around the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, there's really not a whole lot we can do that's at this the thing, point. There's not a lot speculate. of action games on Nintendo's plate. Really? Pac-Man World right. 2, baby. <laughs> That'd be cool. There you go. Yeah. Give us back the pack. Man, if if that did lead to Kid Icarus Uprising on freaking Switch, I man. God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Do we think we could consider Eternal Darkness a 3D action game? Would that count? I don't think it, there's not much action to it. Not? No. Yeah, not strictly. Yeah. Kind of adjacent, yeah. So maybe, mm-hmm. so probably not that. Uh, um, Dan Alphaline mentions Wario World. Hmm. That's that would be random, but yeah, that was a thing that existed. It was a pretty cool game. Yeah. Ooh, Sin and so Punishment. Yeah, that. That'd be something. Sin and Punishment could that could maybe count. Yeah, I, I think that would count. I don't know if I think of. It's, uh, I just think it's more on rail shooter, honestly. Yeah, we mm-hmm. could probably. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Star, Star Fox or Kid Icarus just makes the most sense to me. Oh, you know, and Seesaw Twenty Four makes a great point, uh, saying as a bonus, Star Fox Assault was developed by Bandai Namco. That's true. Yep. So they would be, yeah. you know, ideal you... to remake it if that's what they're doing. So, and and you know, Star Fox is in a weird place right now. Like after, where does the series even go after Star Fox Zero and the way it flopped? And maybe a remaster of one of the lesser known games in the series is a way for Nintendo to kind of test the waters and see how much interest there is build in, off in of that instead of zero. <laughs> Definitely. I would much rather than remake something like assault or even adventures or even command over just porting star Fox zero. I just like, yeah, re- I just feel like zero was an interesting experiment, but not really the way the series needs to move forward. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. But who knows? It's, it's, it sounds like we're all kind of landing on either Kid Icarus Uprising or Star Fox something. And I, I think those two are probably, ironically, the likeliest candidates. I never would have expected to say that Kid Icarus Uprising is... The most likely of anything. The most likely of anything. Likely of anything. But, God, I hope it's that. We'll see. We'll see. I hope it's that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll find uh, we'll get more news on this before too long. So, yeah, that's our that's, there are a few other scattered news stories for the day, but those are the main big or for the week. But those are the two main big. And we've ones. already gone pretty and, long because uh, of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kingdom Hearts As kind of took would. a bunch of time. So with that said, then let's go ahead and move on to our Patreon, uh, Patreon topic segment of the show. Where, as you know, uh, our wonderful patrons at the producer tier and above suggest topics for us to discuss or questions for us to answer every week. And uh, we've picked our topics this week. So, uh, Daniel, why don't you go ahead and get us started, man? Oh, sure. All right. So mine comes from Noah the Artist asking, what is your or one of your favorite video games of all time, whether it's top 5, 10, 25, etc., from a genre or genres that you don't like or is in a setting that has or is in a setting or has mechanics or a premise that you generally don't like? 
So for me, um, one of the things that comes up immediately is uh, just Metroid Prime. Because um, I'm not really a first-person shooter kind of person. Like, I would have never... Like, even back then, who would have thought that setting this uh, 2D action side-scroller would become... The defined Metroidvanias, partially, mm-hmm. would just work as a first-person shooter. And uh, I remember I, I really wanted to get into a Metroid game after playing... Um, I was just seeing Samus in different games and playing her as uh, in Super Smash Brothers. And I'm just like, what's the most successful one for me right now? None of them came out on the N64. She was only on, on the uh, in Super Smash Brothers. So the GameCube mm-hmm. was the platform that I, I that I chose. And Metroid Prime was the one. I, I remember I got a special edition... Uh, it was like a, the, the Platinum GameCube that came with Metroid Prime as well. So, because my other system was like dying on me for support one reason or another. So I got into that. And uh, yeah, it was very scary. <laughs> the first area in the Forget Orphean. Like, I, I hadn't played oh, yeah. anything to, to that kind of genre before. Like, it's not scary to today's standards, but it was the scariest thing I'd played up to that point. <laughs> and so I, once I finally fought through that and you land on, on Talon 4, I was like, this is actually pretty interesting. And I, I got more into it as time went on. And became one of my favorite games ever like one of the most well-made games i think so even to this day it holds up so well but yeah that's mine mm-hmm. gotcha okay that's that's a good one what about you derek i problem yeah the problem is i kind of like most genres and so i'm like mm-hmm. it, this is kind of <laughs> tricky for me uh i wouldn't you know i don't know if it's super high up there but a game i always think of when i think genres i'm not not typically into but really enjoyed ssx tricky I love this game. Oh, nice. It, it oh, is. Yeah, cool. I, I don't play sports games. I only played a little mm-hmm. bit of Tony Hawk and whatnot, but I got I got my PS2 when it launched, and there wasn't a lot of offerings there, but one of the ones I picked up was SSX. Played it, loved it, was totally nice. into it, and, of course, picked up Tricky, which was even better. Never went beyond that for whatever reason. I never got played SSX3 but because um, there was just so much else to play, I think, at that point. But Tricky, yeah. oh, man, I... I played the hell out of that i think i locked everything in that yeah. game just because it was just so fun i love the original ssx that was a great game i didn't i didn't play the newer one like the reimagined SSX yeah I from either. Like several years ago but i love mm-hmm. the original that was a great game i never um, well, owned I, I never owned tricky but i would that was like the thing that my friends and i would play non-stop when it was when it first came out and, and i love that as well because that's a good choice mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of answers. One that that longtime viewers of, of GX and such may already know about, and then one maybe uh, they don't know about. So the first one I'll say is I, I agree with Daniel. I'm not much of a first-person shooter guy, and I'm also not really into stealth games. I, those are two of my least favorite things. First-person shooting and stealth most of the time don't do it for me. And I also uh, missed out on the Deus Ex series in general because I'm not a big PC gamer. But... Deus Ex Human Revolution is one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, it's a first-person game. It's first-person shooter, sneaking, stealth-based. But for whatever reason, I got so pulled into that game's lore and the world. And just, it was one of the few games that I have, uh, I got every achievement in. I just, I couldn't put it down. And I I just, I gelled, I guess, with the stealth mechanics. And uh, it just, it worked for me. So... Yeah, Deus, Deus Ex Human Revolution, I, I can't praise highly enough, and it, it shouldn't work for me. It's, it combines two of my least favorite things in gaming, but it works somehow. Um, I, but I think some of that is due just to the enormous strength of its characters and story and world, so I'm sure that helps. But my other answer for this is um, 
I'm not big into strategy RPGs, strategy games in general, tactical RPGs. Um, and Final Fantasy Tactics would be the easy answer because I do love that game. But I want to shout out Front Mission 3. Front Mission 3 is... is the game's hard, though. <laughs> it is hard. It, but I, I can what? make it a certain pr- a point, but man, it would kick my ass eventually. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard. But I... I persevered and I love that game so much that I played through both stories in full and like put in like 90 hours into that game or something there. It's got two full length campaigns Mm -hmm. that let you see the same conflict from different sides of the war. And I just love that game to death. And it's one of my favorite games on the PS one, but normally I'm not a big strategy RPG slash tactics guy. So, uh, uh, Ash, I cannot recommend Valkyria Chronicles to you enough. Oh yes, you like your oh, anime power just, friendship yeah. stuff. Oh, you. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The the thing about Valkyria Chronicles, unfortunately for me, is that uh, d- back during my Udon days, when I was Udon senior editor, oh right, um, I, I was tasked <laughs> with doing all three art books. So and and those art books basically go through the entire story of every yeah. game. No, so I already kind of know everything that happens in the first three games, so it wouldn't be quite as interesting play four i mean it's that you can start with four yeah. quite easily so that's true i could just start with four i didn't yeah i didn't do any art book for that so yeah maybe i will uh all right well thank you for that question nova and uh derek yeah. you want to you want to tell us what your topic is for the week sure my topic comes from alpha lion who says i asked this question on the discord and got a ton of interesting and varied responses what are your favorite games that have the word zero in the title this can include the word zero or the number zero and can include the Japanese names of those games. I thought this was fun. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. So I looked through <laughs> my collection and like what can like standouts for uh, what I could uh, what I could pick. And it's this was kind of super obvious, but I, it's definitely my favorite of this grouping. Metroid Zero Mission. It's great. Oh, good one. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Really. I'm not surprised at all. Metroid Zero Mission is great, but I, I have others on here, but I want to hear yours first and we can go over those because it's amazing how much Zero shows up. Yeah, right. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm just going to get my obvious one out of the way first. I mean, everyone knows I'm going to say Mega Man Zero, specifically uh-huh. Mega Man Zero 3 and Zero 4. Those are my two favorite games in that franchise. So that's obvious. But <laughs> Danny, you go ahead, man. My actual favorite one would probably have to be um, Zero Escape. Nine hours, mm. nine person, nine doors. Nice. nice. I really, that's one here. That's a, that's a, yeah. Um, that's but yeah, they, yeah. Are we going in a, in a circle just talking about them or are we just are we just, oh, there? just just talk? I'm, I'm just going to yeah. read off a list of the games I have that involve Zero that, that can make us go, oh, right. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a couple I had here too, but that's the first one that came to my mind. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. I wouldn't call it great, but there's Resident Evil Zero. There's super obvious one, F Zero. That's so funny. I didn't even think about F Zero. Yeah, oh F Zero. So funny. Here's F-Zero, another one okay. for you, Ash. Blaster Master uh, Zero. I did actually think of that one, and I was going to oh, okay. mention Blaster Master Zero too. Uh, yeah. And like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Is another one. Horizon Zero. Why did I not think of Zero yeah. Dawn? Horizon oh Zero Dawn. <laughs> That's easily uh, on my list. Um. Funny. Katana Zero. Uh, okay. Okay. Game. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeros. <laughs> Ground Zeros, right? 
Yeah, so. the only good part of MGS5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then actually, Dan Alpha Line has a couple other ones. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha and Fatal Frame in their Japanese titles. I guess Street Fighter Zero. That's what I was going to say. There you go. Yeah. And we already talked yeah, about Star gonna... Fox Zero earlier. Yeah, that is true. I didn't right, include that because that was just so, that's probably the first one that came yeah. to a lot of people's mind. But yeah, I was going to mention Street Fighter Zero slash Alpha, uh, specifically Alpha 2 and 3 or Zero 2 and 3 because they're such amazing games. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, Project Zero, Fatal Frame. I adore that series, so mm. that's certainly on my list. Oh, here you go, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity. <laughs> oh God! Uh, also, somebody me- I missed it uh, earlier, but uh, somebody mentioned Kingdom Hearts Zero Point Two. If you know what, if if numerals yeah. count, then fair enough. I'll I'll yeah. add that Zero Point Two is great. Aqua's game in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was one more I was going to mention. What was it though? I can't. Oh yeah, oh, Fi- can't Final Fantasy Type Zero. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play that, but I didn't hear it was particularly. I didn't good. hear. It. I, I played it. It's like I saw a chocobo bleeding out. I'm like, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say, oh, that's a good one, Cheeto Cobra, Goldeneye 007. I, you know what? I'll count it. Yeah. It's in there. Uh, sure. Two zeros in there, kinda, sorta. Hey, you know what? I'd rather count that than Perfect Dark Zero because that game was ass. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, oh, I, I'd rather I'd rather push through Goldeneye 007. Um, Good old yeah. Bomberman Ag Zero, everyone's Bomberman favorite Bomberman Zero. game. Yeah. Yakuza Zero, oh. Yakuza Zero, right? Which I haven't played, but I've heard is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I was going to bring up also was Zero Wing because it's just so culturally relevant to gaming. You know, all oh your games belong to us. You can't <laughs> not talk about Zero Wing when that comes up. Uh, oh, Jason yeah. makes a good point. Mega Man Ten has a zero. I guess technically, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pushing it a little bit. Oh, but either you know, way, it, no, it totally is. It it, totally it, is it's just funny to see how like realize how many games have zero in the title. Yeah, and and I'm not you know obviously this doesn't belong anywhere close to a best of list in terms of games with zero in the title, but we do have to at least acknowledge the total wet fart that was Bomberman Act Zero. I mean, yeah, Daniel you know, Daniel said it that earlier. Was a and thing. That's, yeah. Oh, did you mention? I, I missed it. My bad. Um, that's a great yeah, question sure. though. That, yeah. Yeah. All right, Ash, what's yours? All right. So mine this week comes from Andy Chung, uh, AKA dark B Andy asking, what are your guys thoughts on time travel implemented to gameplay or story of video games? I'm curious to know Ash's take on this because he has both games. He loves and hates that has time travel chrono trigger and the third birthday. So, uh, I actually, it's funny. I picked this topic before I realized Andy that you even, like name drop me specifically i i picked it because i wanted to talk about time travel in games and how you know it, it's a big topic for me uh i've mentioned before i love time travel as a plot mechanic in general when it's done well there are very few things that are more interesting and just arresting to me than the concept of time travel in, in fiction and we've seen you know as you said andy we've seen video games handle it on both sides of the extreme a game like chrono trigger handles time travel incredibly well and it did so way back in 1994 it's amazing but then you have a game like the third birthday which just it's so bad it's comically it's just comical about how how badly it's handled and i feel like most games don't do it as well as chrono trigger did so many years ago i'm thinking of other games like uh final fantasy 13 2 i love that game but the way time travel was handled was just 
so amateurish. Basically, yeah. everything in that game that didn't make sense, they would explain it away with, oh, it's a paradox. Oh, mm -hmm. paradox, paradox, paradox. <laughs> Come on. That, you got to do better than that. That's uh. just ridiculous. Uh, and also, I hate to say it, and we, we you know talked about Kingdom Hearts 4 a lot today, but and I, I love time travel as a concept, but I don't think Kingdom Hearts has handled it particularly well. And I think the point at which time travel was introduced into the lore in Dream Drop Distance is kind of where, I'm not going to say it jumped the shark, but it definitely added an element that I don't think was really necessary for Kingdom Hearts. Um, and I don't think mm. the time travel has I, done has been done particularly well. Daniel, would you say Union Cross handles time travel better? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad they had the actually keep tally of these different aspects of what's happening between these places they're time traveling be between, or else I would have lost track of what's going on. <laughs> I, I, uh -huh. That's my summary of it. That's my review. Uh -huh. I'm glad they kept tally for me. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but um. Yeah, man, I, I've not played uh, Neo: The World Ends with you. Would you say I know time travels in that because of the, it's a character's ability? But would you say it's handled well, uh, Daniel? Oh, that's right. Um, I you know what I enjoyed how it implemented it in the beginning, but there are certain parts of the story in which you have to use this mechanic over and over, and you're just like, let the day end, please <laughs> progress, because you have to keep going uh -huh. back and, and, and fixing things so that things come out the way you want them to. Mm -hmm. um, they, it, it kind of, it's kind of important to the plot later in the story, but there are some parts where it just kind of overstate its welcome, honestly. I think there are other ways to, that it could have had a, 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 Ringo, could, a Rindo could have a different uh, ability, but it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was serviceable the way they did time travel with that game. Yeah, I need. Yeah, to... and and I'm. Oh, go ahead. Derek. I'm seeing Master of Hamsters and Star Diamond mentioned Radiant Historia, which is on my list. I do want to play that. Which That's I a seen. good one. That's a ex really good example of of time travel being done very well. Uh, I would also argue Dragon Quest Eleven does it incredibly well. I love the way time travel is handled in that game. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't dream have of spoiling it. Yeah, I wouldn't have no? mentioned that. Because it does, yeah. yes, I mean, it does I mean, well, it's but in the subtitle. it's in the subtitle though. Like you kind of got, I don't know. Eh. I feel like I get that from the echoes of an elusive age, tiny whiny stuff. I don't know. I feel like okay. that counts. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just extra sensitive since Amy still playing it. <laughs> oh, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I won't go into any yeah, context. De definitely, de definitely no context. No, 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 no. Um, also it's, it's a common one, but it's got to be said. Ocarina of Time. It's it's basic Ocarina in the time. way it handles it, but it's it does it well. I mean, and the way it George ends Mance it off with, it other than the the Link dies timeline, but I mean, the way it, mm -hmm. there's consequences. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy Majora's Mask handling of time travel, honestly, mm -hmm. just because it's more mechanically integrated with the story, mm -hmm. like constantly. Oh, that's true. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Majora's and, Mask um, handles it in a completely different way. Yeah. Would you would you count Xenoblade Chronicles and Shulk's foresight as time travel mechanic in, in a in a game? Just being able to see the future and and Kinda. it's not exactly traveling. It's no, because you're changing crazy. the timeline. You're not traveling okay. to different parts in it. I personally wouldn't okay. count that. I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah, that wasn't the only other one that I want to mention. Oh, go ahead. That wasn't strictly my answer. Um, the one I was oh, okay. going to pick is. Um, 13 Sentinels, which was recently just oh, came yeah. out very recently I on the Switch. Play that. that is a that is a crazily narrated uh, uh, like with multi perspectives as far as time travel goes. It, it's so insane how you can go to any part like you can pick someone's story and go to the end of their line 
and then you kind of have to jump to somebody else's to unlock more of the story from that and it, it's wild how they implement time travel in the in, in the story because um like like no matter what story you pick to go through you feel like you're not really missing out on anything as you go to the other That's stories cool. and uh it's kind of they, it, it's very they handled oh, it's, it pretty it's, well it's, in odin sphere so i'm like it's like they're really good at that <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah. they handle they, they it's so there there's so much to take in that they have like a couple of encyclopedias to, to help you keep track of the entire storyline which is that, just that's that's handy. handy yeah and uh, uh yeah, yeah that, that story blows your mind real, real quick aside i'm very excited um that uh grim grimoire is being remastered oh did oh, you guys yeah. see that see that it's the one like i uh, didn't vanillaware that i've i've game i've never played and mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I've always looked at it on the PS3, like eShop, uh, not eShop, but, you know, uh, online shop and be like, hmm, I want, do want to check that out. It's it, What's it called? Grim Grimoire. It has a pretty fun name. But basically you play a witch. It's a it's a um, same beautiful art style, uh, except you're a witch going to a, a wizard school learning control monsters and it's a uh, strategy RPG. Oh, um, OK, cool. And, um, you know beautiful art style uh where is it oh that's annoying <laughs> i wish i i no wish i could more easily too. find it but yeah check it check it out grim grim grimoire and uh okay i'm 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 excited i've heard of the, the game i haven't played it myself but i've heard of it um, ah, oh that's that's the title grim, grim grimoire once more <laughs> is the the remake oh, title. okay cool um yeah, I, I, it's funny. I've just been thinking about how the third birthday handles it, and it's just, ugh, God, I can't believe, I can't believe that game turned. Uh, uh, I can't go into it. It makes me too mad. But the other one I was going to say uh, that I think does handle time travel very well, uh, at least in a story uh, sense, is Okami. And I won't go into spoilers, of course, but uh, Okami has an element of that to part of its story, and I think it's handled pretty well, um, very well, I'd say, in fact. So. Yeah, I think you can find quite a few examples on both sides of the sides of the line, but it's like movies. They have some movies that handle it well, some movies that handle it really poorly. But I still think funny, like I said, all these years later, I think Chrono Trigger still has done it best. Um, It is amazing how well they kept it simple. They kept it simple, but Mm -hmm. also like it is simple mechanically, but it still allows for really deep storytelling. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, like it, it, it. allows for a lot of really great lore and world building even though the way it's communicated via gameplay is relatively simple and yeah i just it, it's amazing how it strikes that balance yeah, i've seen some just... people mentioning sonic cd and i would argue that it's both i don't think it's handled that well in gameplay because i think actually getting to the different eras and, and finding a good place in, in levels to build up enough speed for enough time is not great but seeing the different versions of each level and seeing hearing the different music and the different takes on each level theme i think that's done really well so aesthetically sonic cd does it really well but gameplay wise not so much in my opinion makes sense Mm -hmm. all right yeah all right well that is our patreon topics for the week thank you all so much uh and if you want to find out more about how you can get on get in on that action head on head on over to patreon.com slash gv gaming and uh the producer tier is what will allow you to suggest topics for us to discuss each week and you get to vote on topics for us to discuss in our weekly discussions each week so that's also a lot of fun with that said let's read out our last few super chats and then head out into the post show so first of all we have uh ace breaker 
with $5. Thank you very much, Acebreaker. Started the Kingdom Hearts series a week ago after hearing about Kingdom Hearts 4 Online and currently at Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Nice. Enjoying it so far. Well, that's awesome. Nice. One of us. Join us. <laughs> um, all Join I would us. say is if you're if you play in Chain of Memories right after one, you might get burned out at some point. And if you start feeling that burnout, just stop and watch the rest of the game. You know, just watch the cutscenes and move straight on to yeah. Kingdom Hearts two mm-hmm. or three five eight over two days. Like there's a there's burnout that can happen if you if you go right from one to Chain of Memories. Just speaking from personal experience, but I'm so glad you're enjoying the series and having a good time. Uh, next up is Jacob Tucker with five dollars. Thank you. If Kingdom Hearts four has Wakanda, please let Arif Zahir voice Black Panther. He does a flawless Chadwick Boseman impression. I hope I said that name right. Mm. I, I've never heard of Arif Zahir, but Sure, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Although I don't know if they'd want to lean into a Chadwick Boseman impression. I, would that, I don't even know if that would be respectful. I don't know. I, Maybe mm. they should do their own version of Black Panther. I, I mean, in the, in the um, what if they had a lot of sound alikes for the characters, so maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then. Uh, oh, well, Bongo Lover's back. It's been so long. <laughs> I, I was wondering what happened to you. I'm so glad you're back. Hey. Bongo Lover with five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. My favorite part of the Sonic movie was when Bongo threw a bucket of animals on Eggman. Been a while since I last caught you guys live. Hope you all are well. Well, thank you so much. We're so glad to see. We're always happy to see your name in chat, Bongo Lover. And uh, I hope you're doing well. We all hope you're doing well uh, as Mm -hmm. well. So, yeah, that is our last Super Chat for the day, Mm -hmm. which means we have made it to the end of Episode 9 of the GVG cast. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We love doing this with you. You know we do. We say that every week. But seriously, thank you so much. And as always, we have to give a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen. Because without you, we couldn't do everything that we do. So thank you so much. Uh, But also, as always, we have to give an extra special thank you to all of our wonderful patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, incredible folks are Brandon Bovia. Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, Christopher Bakke, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Beerche 373, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran 127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Aurum, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deneth, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hubie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Reiner, Captain Finlandia, Nathan Steele, Spicy Panned Otter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Nova the Artist, Stagnasty, Mumbling Yeti, 
Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Willow Pingree, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Ryan's Fault, Brainchild, Pat Pending, Jim Wakelin, Lauren Bond, Sridhar Ayala, Gavin Twaddle, Andy Mine P, Add, Jughead, Jughead 870, Alpha Lion, and last but certainly not least, Lord Metarex. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of everything we do here at Good Vibes Gaming. And uh, before I sign off, I just uh, want to address something I saw pop up in chat uh, over and over again during the show. John is not here because it is, well, now it's 1.30 in the morning for him. This show mm -hmm. starts at midnight for him. So as we've said before, we are all about healthy working conditions here, getting sleep, getting rest, spending time with your family. So we don't expect John to be here at midnight. You know, he, we hope that he'll be here on GVG Cast once every, you know, little while, but in We're general, attempting for once every 10 episodes, but yeah, it's not yeah. something we want to make something make too common. Exactly. Once every 10 episodes, but you know, yeah. we never ever want John to feel like we expect him to be up at all crazy hours of the night with the time difference. So that's why he's not here. Appreciate you all understanding. And that is it for us. We're about to go do our patron exclusive post show. Please do head on over to patreon.com slash GV gaming and check us out there. But even if you can't, if you just subscribe to us right here on YouTube, hit that like button. We'd really appreciate it. That's all from us today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Good night and good vibes. Bye everybody. Bye. Till we meet again.